Welcome back into another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas to kind of preview and predict Alabama's matchup with the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Starkville this weekend. Uh, Jake has the second SEC game of the season for the Crimson Tide. Uh, they got off to a good start with a win over Ole Miss. Can't wait to dive into this matchup. How you doing tonight, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, ready for Saturday to be here. Um, you know, we had a post-game show after the game, and we was really positive about the second half, so I hope that momentum continues. So I don't want to delay too much longer. I'm ready to get, get the show back on the road. No doubt about it. They uh, the, the performance in the second half of Ole Miss was really, really good. And like you said, hopefully they can carry that over into the not only Starkville but the rest of the season because the way that defense played and the way the offense was able to establish that run there in the second half against Ole Miss was really, really critical. And I, I think if they can continue that, they're going to have a very successful season. But uh, real quick, uh, make sure you do like, share, and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our content here at Tide Talk Live. Uh, we do preview shows, uh, predictions. Uh, obviously, you can see our lineup. We're going to do keys to victory, players to watch, score predictions. Uh, and we'll also uh, give, you know, some some analysis on, on how things are going to – how we think things are going to play out. So excited to dive into that. So make sure you do subscribe to our channel. And, and also, like we've been doing throughout the season, every after every game, you can find us on the Bleacher Report app. Uh, the mobile app that's only available on mobile apps. So make sure you download the Bleacher Report app. And after every single Crimson Tide game, you can catch us live there on that app. So we would look look forward to catching y'all there as well. But all right, Jake, we're going to dive into the matchup now between Alabama and Mississippi State, the week five uh, opponent for the Crimson Tide. Uh, we're going to go to our keys to victory like we always do. We're going to start with the Alabama offense, Jake, against the Mississippi State defense. What are the keys to victory for the Crimson Tide this weekend? Uh, honestly, I feel like it's uh, what we kind of established in the second half of Ole Miss. You got to run the ball. You know, uh, Jace McClellan started finding holes. The offensive line started making holes. Started dominating the in the trenches. Like you know, they've been talking about all off season and have yet to done it. Do it yet? They finally did it uh, in the second half of that game. And uh, I feel like we get we established the run early. And uh, and get some some quick, you know, quick shots in the passing game to get Jalen Milrow into a feel uh, of the game. And once I feel like once he's in in a feel of the game and he's settled, that's when he starts taking those over the top shots and, and just starts looking like a more complete rounded quarterback that that we're trying to work him into. So I feel like we need to get the ground game going early on and and getting those. Uh, those quick hits when when they're needed. Yeah, no doubt. It all starts up front. I think we I feel like we say that every game, yeah. uh, talking about every matchup. But it's the truth, Jake. It's going to start with that offensive line and how they can can not only protect Jalen Murrow in the passing game, but establish the run early. Uh, Mississippi State is is a team defensively that has struggled over the past couple of weeks against LSU and against South Carolina. So uh, it's really critical that Alabama comes out and plays a real a well-rounded offensive game against Mississippi State because this is going to be one of the, I, I don't want to say easier opponents of, of the schedule, but as far as their defense is concerned, Jake, uh, Alabama's got opportunities to make plays against these guys. So I think it's going to be key, like you mentioned, to have this offensive line come out early and kind of set the tone for the game and and hopefully get guys like Jace McClellan, Rodell Williams, Jam Miller, uh, Justice Haynes possibly get rolling in the running game. And like you mentioned, set up Jalen Milrow for the deep play action game, which he has just thrived in this season, Jake. It, it, he's shown if given the time, 
he's going to hit those deep shots more often than not. And that just that opens the playbook up in so many ways because once he starts hitting those shots, the run game gets a little easier for the offensive line and for the back. So it's it really works both ways, and, and, and it just starts up front with the offensive line. I was very encouraged by the way they played in the second half against Ole Miss. So hopefully they can build off that momentum and cont- continue that against uh, Mississippi State and Starkville this weekend. Yeah, man, I was really encouraged um, with the offensive line. I feel like they, you know, we, we've talked about how it takes an Alabama-led team offensively on the offensive line to get to get rolling in jail uh, throughout the season. They get better as the season progresses, and I feel like this is the beginning of it. You know, they still may may have some some issues from time to time, but overall I think they're going to just start getting better from here on out. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm I'm confident that this offense can kind of pick it up as the season progresses because you know Milrow's still an inexperienced player. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? Is going to be his fifth start of his career? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's still early on in his career. He's he's shown a little bit of development. He played a lot better in the second half last week against Ole Miss. Once you saw that running game pick up, so hopefully, like we mentioned, that that carries over in the Mississippi State game. But, Jake, as we shift our focus now to the defensive side of the football, uh, you know, Deontay Lawson's probably not going to play uh, th- this weekend, probably going to be out a couple weeks if we're going to be honest, because I imagine he might have to get that uh, that, that thing that Tua had done, what do they call it, the, the tightrope? What, what, yeah, tightrope surgery, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. That's what it looked like. I had, I don't have inside information on that. I just, I'm just assuming because that's what the injury kind of looked like. But uh, – uh, so probably no Deontay Lawson, but but once again, you have to be encouraged with the way that guys like uh, Jihad Campbell, Trez Marshall, and Kendrick Blackshire played in his absence this last weekend. Uh, and, and once again, it's just about carrying that over into this weekend, not letting last weekend be a, a hangover and thinking you've got it all figured out, but just kind of developing that and building off of that performance. So, Jake, as, as you look – against uh, Mississippi State, who's kind of changed their offense a little bit. No more Mike Leach. You know, may he rest in peace. Uh, the air raid is gone. Uh, they're, they're trying to develop a more pro-style attack with Will Rogers, who's a very experienced quarterback. So, you know, what's the keys for this album of defense against Mississippi State? Uh, you know, I, I think the keys here is is no blown assignments because it seems like Will Rogers, as you said, he's a really good quarterback, but this is not his style that they're going to offensively. And he's kind of struggled so far this year. And they, they've they kind of struggled getting a run game going. They kind of struggle in the past. So, you know, you, you can't have busted coverages uh, this week and allow Mississippi State to get going early and, and have a, uh, you know, have a couple of easy scores because – you know, I feel like the way they play uh, on the offense side of the ball feeds into how Alabama plays defensively. They love they they attack pro style defenses or pro style offenses, and and they just get them all out of sorts. So it really plays and in, well into the defensive end of for Alabama how how they approach this game. Yeah, and what's you know Rogers has done some good things this season, but he's just trying to adapt to a completely right. different style of football offensively uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, they do got a great running back. Uh, I can't say it's like Joquavius yeah. <laughs> Marks. I know he goes by a different first name, but that is like completely slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he's like second in the SEC in rushing this season. So uh, he's had a pretty pretty solid start to the season for Alabama or for Mississippi State. And then last week, uh, 
uh, Griffin, the receiver, he had a uh, he had a big game against South Carolina, over 200 yards receiving. So uh, a guy who who did most of that damage from the slot. So Malachi Moore is going to be really important for Alabama this weekend against Mississippi State because I imagine they're going to try to attack uh, with Griffin once again, uh, who, who leads the team in receiving with 388 yards on the year. So uh, they have some playmakers, Jake, uh, but I, I'm not sure they have the offensive line that's going to be able to hold up for four quarters against this defensive front for Alabama, who's really starting to turn the corner. And I think that's really been the difference for this Alabama defense over the past couple of weeks. Not only the pressure that that both Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner have been able to apply from the edge, but guys like Tim Keenan and Tim Smith being disruptive interior players, uh, that, that's that's generating more double teams on the inside and leaving you know Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell on one-on-one matchups. And you got to lock, lock your chances when those two guys are on one-on-one matchup with offensive tackles. So uh, the way the de- defensive line, especially the interior, has played over the past couple of weeks has been huge for Alabama. And if they continue to play that way, like I said, it's going to create more opportunities for, for a better pass rush from the edge, and that just makes things difficult for the opposing offense. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. We, we talked about the defensive line and, you know, how you know how they needed to to make that next step and improve uh, this year to help that uh, that defense take that next step and be, be elite. But I want to go back to something you were pointing out earlier about we're losing, you know, Deontay Lawson perhaps for a few weeks. But, you know – it's funny because you have a leader like like him because I mean he he was a signal caller for for the front seven there and for the defense, but but then you have guys like Jaleel Campbell, uh, Trez Marshall who was playing beside him already, but and then a guy like Kendrick Blackshire then come off the bench, you know, I mean you like my gosh what does Alabama have all these guys just come at you know. Because if you lose a star player like that, normally any other team, they're like, my gosh, we got a big gaping hole. But Alabama, you don't. So, I mean, those guys have stepped up in in that absence last Saturday and played outstanding. And uh, so losing Deontay Lawson is going to hurt, but the guys to fill his spot is going to be just going to be fine. So, you know, yeah, it's crazy just kind of uh, building off of your point, Jake, how deep that inside linebacker room is. I mean, you could make the argument Deontay Lawson has been Alabama's best defensive player this season. Mm hmm. And I'm not even concerned one bit with him being out right now because, because of the way that Jihad Campbell's played, Trez Marshall and Kendrick Blackshire have played, and, and they've played a significant amount of snaps mm-hmm. so far this season. I, I think that Robert Bala has done a great job, yeah. and maybe maybe has been the most impactful addition uh, to the entire coaching staff of the offseason. So uh, him and Kevin Steele have both done a great job. Uh, the jury's still out on, on Tommy Reese and how he can kind of rebuild this Alabama offense around Jalen Milrow. Mm-hmm. But I, I think fans have to be excited with the way Robert Bala has coached the inside linebackers because I think that has been the turning point for this defense is the level of play uh, from the inside linebackers this season. I think that's really opened up things for everybody else on the defense. Yeah, absolutely, man. I You know, this defense is outstandingly good right now. It's scary how good they are. And, I mean, we, we haven't been just, you know, four games in, five games in yet. And, you know – Outside of the Texas game, this defense is is absolutely legit. Well, and it really it was just the fourth quarter of the Texas game, right. Jake. I mean, they mm-hmm. they held Texas to thirteen points through three quarters, mm-hmm. and then Texas let them score twenty one points there in the, in the fourth quarter when when the defense was basically gassed because of of yep. either turnovers and miscues from the Alabama offense and or just you know three and outs from the Alabama offense. So 
you know, obviously the defense didn't play its best in the fourth quarter, uh, but but the fact that they had held Texas to just 13 points through three quarters tells me a lot about how good this defense can be, right. and they're just continuing to grow and get better each and every week. So I, I have faith that they're going to get it done again this weekend. Yeah, I I, I agree, Stacey. I'm, I'm not worried about the defense at all, and, and I'm starting to come around – on the offense as well, because I know that there's talent there and they, once they get it all together, this team's going to be scary good. You know, I, I think, I think the same thing is critical for everybody involved, <clears throat> excuse me, with Alabama right now. I think it's critical for the fans, for the coaches and the players alike to just be patient with this offense. Mm-hmm. Because like you, like you just said, the talents there, Jake, they, they have weapons, they have playmakers, they have five, four and five stars across the board. Mm-hmm. It's just about it's just about meshing well, and, and Tommy Reese doing his job and what he's being paid to do to put those guys in the best position to be successful. I have faith he's going to do it. Uh, it's just taking a little bit longer than what most people would have liked, uh, but I, I have faith it's going to get done as long as that offensive line continues to improve. I think this offense is going to be just fine by the time the season's over. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, Stacy, and I think. One of the reasons why it's taking so long is it it took us a little while to figure out who we're going to go with at quarterback. Now we know who our quarterback is. Now he can start game planning, like you said, around Jalen Milrow and getting him in successful situations. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, Jake, as, as we move on now to our players to watch, Jake, uh, what, what we'd like to do is look at a player from the offensive side of the ball for Alabama and the defensive side of the ball for the Crimson Tide. And uh, Jake, up first, offensively, uh, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about the guys that, that that are talented players that maybe they need to step up or they have been stepping up. But who are you looking at as a player to watch uh, here against the Mississippi State Bulldogs? Yeah, I told you before we got on here, you I was going to have a surprise pick here. Um, and, and and they was talking about it on, on the show last week, not not our show, but, but during, the, during the game last week, about how Jalen Hale has started stepping up and how they need to get him more involved in the play in the playbook and and, and the and the game plan, and I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Then he rocks off, jumps up, and hit and hits that, you know, catches that that pass in the end zone. So you know, I feel like Jalen Hale is a guy not only for this week but moving forward. You're gonna have to keep an eye on because I feel like we have a lot of talent at wide receiver, no doubt. But I feel like it once he develops and continues to develop, he could be that number one option that, that we're missing from this team this year. I thought it might have been Isaiah Vaughn. Isaiah Vaughn's still going to have his and, and look really good. But Jalen Hale just got that it factor, man. I just feel it. And and I feel like he, he could be that number one option that, that we're missing. And then if he becomes that number, number one option this year, just think of – I mean, he's a true freshman. We're going to have him two more years. He's going to be playing at, at the top of his game. So keep your eye on Jalen Hale. I, I love that pick, Jake, and it's for all the reasons that you laid out there for us. Uh, and, and I also agree with the fact that I think that everybody that's playing receiver for Alabama right now, they're really good players. And, and I even think a couple of them could potentially be star players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but right now, and maybe we're just you know prisoner of the moment, but <laughs> Jalen Hale looks like a superstar in the making. Mm-hmm. Just his his ability. I mean, his really the first real game action he's been in as far as in, in a game that mattered and, and in time that mattered. I mean, he goes up and makes a play on the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. he he just goes up and makes a play. And, and that's just 
he, like you said, it looks like he may have that ick factor. Mm -hmm. And if he can continue to grow and, and kind of develop that relationship with Jalen Milrow, uh, they can make a dynamic duo of the two Jalen. So uh, mm -hmm. I love that pick. Uh, I'm excited to see him develop within this offense because I, I'm with you, Jake. I think he has superstar written all over him. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just going to make this album offense that much better and, and that much more of a threat, especially in the vertical passing game, which it's already really good at. But right. uh, Jake, I, I want to go in, in a different lot than what we all you know we're usually picking skill players and you know receivers running backs quarterbacks tight ends stuff like that i'm going to go with seth mclaughlin jake i mean yeah. uh his snaps have been an issue the entire season now you can argue back and forth about how we should shouldn't have been in the shotgun at the one yard line after the block punt against right. Ole Miss all day and absolutely you're right nick saban said i don't know why we done that shouldn't have been doing that but still a, a guy who's been at Alabama for four seasons and has snapped the ball thousands of times uh, in football games at Alabama should not be having the issues that he's having, Jake. I, I want to see a full 60-minute contest where there's no snap issues from Seth right. McLaughlin. So my eyes are going to be on him each and every play. Uh, and also, he's going to be critical to, to establishing that run and protecting Jalen Milrow as well. But he's got to get the snaps right first. That's the most important thing. That's his most important job, Jake, is getting that getting the ball to Jalen Milrow mm -hmm. so Milrow can do his job in distributing the football. So uh, my player to watch offensively is Seth McLaughlin. I know that's kind of a, a outlier or, or a strange pick, but uh, he's just got to get them snaps right, Jake. And and I think that was that's going to help the offense too, get play more in rhythm instead of – you know, just out of whack all the time. So mm -hmm. uh, I'll be watching Seth McLaughlin. But now, Jake, defensively for our players to watch, uh, this is always fun because this defense is loaded with dudes. So who, who you got this week? Uh, a guy who, you know, I, we, we kind of knew he was talented and we knew that he was going to be challenged. And, uh, and boy, did they ever challenge him last week, and that's Terry on Arnold. I mean – I mean, every time they threw his way, he swatted it away. He, you know, he he was there to make the play. You know, he's he's making plays in the backfield when they do like a little screen or a quick wide receiver quick slight, you know, hits and all that. I mean, he's just all over the field right now. And, you know, it's it's good for him, but but bad for us Alabama fans because he's come on so great. He may be making his way into a first round pick this year, too, along with Kool-Aid. So you know, go go get it. You know, Terry on Arnold, but man, he just you know, I knew he was going to get a lot of a lot of action because we knew what we had in Kool Aid. But I, you know, we we talked about. It. I don't know how you attack this Alabama defense. You can't attack outsides right now. You, I don't know where you're going to go to. But you can't attack outsides because we have two shut down corners at Alabama, and Terry Arnold is one of those guys. Yeah, I, I love that pick. He he has been playing excellent football over the past couple of weeks, and you know even Lane Kiffin mentioned in his post game press conference that you know their their plan was to attack three a little bit because that's what they done last year and it right. worked and and he was just all over and made great plays on the football and even had an interception. So uh, I think Alabama fans have to be thrilled with the way Terron Arnold's played so far this season. Uh, Jake, I, I'm going to go with the guy that we talk about. It seems like every off season. Uh, as a guy who needs to step up and be a better player. And I think over the last couple of weeks, he has been that player, and that's Tim Smith Yeah, uh, on the defensive line for Alabama. He has played exceptional football, <clears throat> excuse me, over the past couple of weeks. And uh, I, I'm excited about the way he's kind of maybe turned the corner for Alabama. 
because he's a guy who's a disruptive player when he's at his best. And, and we have saw that the past couple of weeks against South Florida and against Ole Miss. If he can continue that type of play against Mississippi State, like I mentioned a little bit ago, if that interior defensive line can create some push, it's just going to open up some one-on-one matchups with Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, and that's just bad news for opposing quarterbacks. So uh, the fact that Tim Smith is coming on is very encouraging, and so I'm going to have my eyes on him this weekend. I love that pick too, Stacey. Um, you know, Tim Smith, Tim Keenan, the, the the two Tims inside have have you know been been very dominant this uh, you know these past couple of weeks. I feel like on that interior, it seemed like every play last week. You know, Tim Smith's chasing down Jackson Dart. I'm like, man, how to get the line so quick? But Tim Smith also, I you know we we mentioned you know our post game show uh, from uh, South Florida. He had nine tackles. I mean. Incredible game, game for him. I think he only had three this week, but there was three big, big plays that didn't allow you know uh, Juckins or anybody to, to get loose. So uh, you know, I I really feel like this defensive line is coming on for sure. Yeah, just to, just to give you some some indication of how well he's playing this year. Uh, all of last season, he only had twenty tackles. He has fifteen so far this year through four games. All of last season, he had one sack. He's got one and a half so far this season. So uh, he, he's already at, matched or exceeded his production in, in some st- statistical category, and we're only a quarter of the way through the season. So you have to be encouraged with the way that Tim Smith has played so far this season. He's becoming the player right. that we always thought he could be since his freshman season when he was you know, making a few plays here or there. Uh, when he was uh, in the game as a rotational player. So I, I still like some of the young talent that's there. James Smith is starting to see a few more reps every yeah. game. I think he, I think he's playing between 10 and 15% of the snaps over the past couple of weeks. So I think I think that's encouraging to see. I think by the time you're really in the meat of the SEC schedule, you're going to see that number closer to 20% of the snaps. So mm-hmm. encouraged by that as well. Um, but but the, what, the fact that Tim Smith is, is slowly becoming the player we thought he could be is really good news for this defense because, I mean, the defense is all of it. It's, it's football. It's a team sport. But it's all about, you know, the linebackers play better when the defensive line plays better. Right. But the but the, but the defensive line also plays better when the linebackers are playing better. Mm-hmm. So it, it all works together. And then the secondary plays excellent, especially if, uh, you know, your two edge guys have the quarterback, you know, in the ground before he can do anything. So yeah. uh, it just makes everything work better together when, when all 11 guys are, are in unison and playing together and know what they're doing and, and are keyed in on the same on the same thing. So I'm, I'm encouraged by the defense right now. I'm not ready to say they're elite because it has been. I know I know Ole Miss is a great offense, but the, the week before that was South Florida. Uh, I don't want to get into fool's gold. I don't think it's fool's gold, Jake. Uh, not sure how much Mississippi State can really test this defense. I mean, shoot, they've only scored like I don't know, ten points in the last three three seasons Correct. against us or something like that. Yeah. But <clears throat> not even me. that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not I, I'm not sure what this this Mississippi State offense can do against this defense. But I am encouraged by the progress they are making on that side of the football. I think the leadership is really critical over there with, with guys like Malachi Moore, mm-hmm. uh, Deontay Lawson. Uh, you know, even guys like Trez Marshall. I think Terron Arnold's a great leader. Uh, you know, uh, Justin Aboy would be Tim Smith, Dallas Turner. All those guys are really good leaders, and I think that's what made that ma- ma- is making this group, uh, you know, so much fun to watch. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. I want to comment real quick. Uh, you you mentioned his name, Malachi Moore. Man, you know, I, I just can't say enough about that kid. I mean, 
you know, a big down. And I know it was late in the fourth quarter uh, last week, but but they were, you know, Ole Miss was driving to get it within a one-score game. And it was a third down or a fourth down. And, I mean, they – uh, just the, the gonads on on Kevin Steele for calling a a double safety blitz, and Malachi Moore come through that line and just absolutely wrecked, you know, Jackson Dart. And uh, a lot of people at work, a couple of my buddies were talking about that that play kind of reminded them uh, a years past of when uh, Zach Nettenberger was just crawling on his knees after Alabama just leveled him for like that whole series and that whole drive back, back in them days. But Malachi Moore, like you said, leader, and he's having a great season. I'm, I'm so glad for him too, that he's doing this. No doubt about it. And I don't remember if we mentioned in the post game about how Kevin still called that double safety blitz there on that, on that fourth down. I'm so thankful he called that Jake. I mean, I that that's what Alabama defense is. That's what it looked like right. under Kirby smart. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like under Jeremy Pruitt. Mm-hmm. That's when Alabama's defense is at its best when it plays aggressively mm-hmm. and, and, and makes you beat them. Right. They, 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 they don't, they don't just, you know, let you just ru- – I, I hate when you ru- – rushing three would not be in my defensive playbook. <laughs> Never. Not no. even not even in prevent. Uh, I hate prevent defense too, so prevent is anyway. winning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, Jake, let's, let's move on to our final segment, Jake, as we look at our score predictions uh, for this matchup. Uh, you know, this is such a tough game to predict. I think Alabama's favored by 14 and a half. Uh, heading to Starkville, which is kind of a low number, in my opinion. If, you, if, if just 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 my early thoughts on that, but I think what Vegas is thinking is that this album offense is still slowly trying to figure itself out. So maybe the points won't be you know quite as much as as years past. But uh, Jake, uh, how you think this game is going to play out, and what's your score prediction? You know. <laughs> As as bad as you know the the offense has struggled this year, I saw a, a telling stat in last week's game. You know, Alabama has had five touchdowns called back because of penalties. So I mean, that's thirty five points they have left all you know on the board. So yeah, they have had their struggles, but I you know like we say, we feel like it's it's going to work itself out as the season progresses and as Jalen Miro gets more reps under his under his belt. Uh, with, with saying that, I think this Alabama offense will come alive a little bit this week. Mississippi State, like you said, you know, if it was Mike Leach, it might be a different story, but Mike Leach could not get past the Alabama defense, you know, under his tenure. And I don't think they've got the dues this year um, that they can hang with Alabama, even if Alabama struggles early. So I think Alabama covers the spread. I think it's 16 and a half. I'm going to go. Uh, 42 to 10, Alabama. Woo, dropping a 40 burger on them. Mm-hmm. I like that, Jake. And, and and this this matchup, like I said, it's been tough for me to kind of decide what's going on because uh, even though Jalen Milrow and this offense have not, you know, been the most dynamic or the most consistent, Mississippi State is like 121st in pass defense in the country. Right. The last two weeks have been atrocious for them defensively. Uh, look, they're, they're they're at home. It's going to be a night game, so you know that crowd's going to be into it. Cowbells, uh, cowboy, cowbells are going to be loud. So it wouldn't, I guess, it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama did struggle a little bit offensively, especially early on. Uh, 
But I, I think eventually this offense kind of gets to clicking and kind of finds their groove in this game, whether it's, you know, midway through the second quarter or maybe into the second half. But I think Alabama, you know, runs away with the game uh, throughout the contest, wins this game 38 to 10. Uh, so we're pretty close in our score predictions. I'm not quite as optimistic about them reaching 40 uh, simply because I think early in this contest, Mississippi State's going to be hopped and ready to play and, and, and you know, not game with them cowbells, it's going to be tough for this uh, album offense to kind of, you know, be focused and be mistake-free early on. So, But I guess what I'm looking for in the game the most offensively, though, Jake, for album is just take care of the football. Right. Just take care of the football. Don't put your defense in bad situations, and, and they'll be more than just fine against Mississippi State. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our episode, Jake, as we preview and predict the album mississippi State matchup this weekend in Starville. Uh, been a lot of fun to discuss this. Can't wait to to be do the post-game reaction show live on the Bleacher Report mobile mm -hmm. app. So make sure you download the app today and join us there on Saturday night. It's going to be late, but we'll be up and we'll be <laughs> we'll be primed and ready to do that. Uh, win, lose, or draw. So excited about that. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Cannot wait to see you again real soon. But until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.